When you think about a large scale project, you have to go through the five D's of workflow, right? We need to discover what we're doing, define our proposals, design the solution, develop and build the solution and deliver it. So discover, define, design, develop, deliver. Those are the five D's. Welcome to the Agile Digital Transformation Podcast, where we explore different aspects of digital transformation and digital experience with your host, Tim Butera, Content and Community Manager at Agile Drop. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Our guest today is Sally Shaughnessy, Vice President of Client Services at Atten Design Group. They're a digital agency from Denver, Colorado, with over 20 years of experience in providing advanced digital solutions for their impactful clients. Today, we'll be talking about how to properly integrate an agency and client team and how to then successfully manage the joint project and nurture this partnership. Welcome, Sally. Thank you for joining us today. It's great to have you. Do you want to add anything to my introduction of Atten, maybe? Thank you, Tim. I'm so happy to be here today. I really appreciate the invitation. Uh, we love your podcast. And so thank you for including Atten in it. Atten is a wonderful organization. We've been around for over 20 years now, which is great. We are headquartered in Denver, but we have partners all over the country and some internationally. Uh, we really love working in open source technologies, but we're not limited to that, uh, like Drupal and WordPress. We also love working with mission-driven uh, organizations mostly public sector, nonprofit, higher ed, but we're not limited to that either. We really love working with anybody who has an interesting problem to solve. That's a great add-on to my intro. Thanks, thanks, Sally. And it, it's it's really great to have somebody here who's you know who's a fan of the podcast. I think it makes it makes for an even more interesting conversation. So off to a great start already. First question, maybe let's start with this: uh, How how should companies even approach you know finding the right agency to partner with? And maybe on the other hand, how how do you at Atten search for clients to partner with? Sure, this is a really important question. When you think about what is going on in an organization when they realize that they need to solicit help from an agency, from a vendor partner, they have probably experienced a lot of either challenges with their digital properties, they've gotten complaints, or they just know that the technology is outdated and they're trying to be good stewards and moving things forward. So normally when Atten is engaged with a client, if it's in an RFP process or even a casual conversation, we may feel like this is the first time we're hearing about the project, but we have to understand that these partners have been thinking about this for weeks, months, maybe even years mm -hmm. leading up to engaging a partner. Um, we worked with the city of Raleigh and the website redesign was a part of a multi-year campaign to rebrand the city. And so when Atten was brought in, it was three years, I believe, into the project already. So we were coming in midstream, even though it felt brand new to us. But the team at Raleigh was well, well versed in and already in the throes of this major initiative. And we were just one part of it. So when clients bring their projects to us, it's really important not only for partners to find the right fit in terms of in terms of skills and capabilities atten provides strategy user research uh design ux design and development and so it's really important for clients to find not only the right capability fit 
but also to do the due diligence to make sure that the team, that the humans you're going to be interacting with for the project are people you really want to work with. Sometimes these projects only take a few months, but sometimes they can take over a year to relaunch a website. And so you really want to make sure that not only is the team uh, qualified to execute the work, but that you're going to enjoy the process with them. And so my partner and colleague, Joe Crespo, likes to use a tour bus, uh, like a musical band analogy, that when you're searching for a new bandmate, you don't only want to find somebody who can play the bass really well, but you want to find somebody that you don't mind being stuck in a bus with for a few months. And that same, that same theory applies to finding it, the right agency. You want to find somebody who's going to get the work done well, but that you're going to have a good time doing it with. And so spend the time to ask how the teams will collaborate. What tools will they use? Can you meet the people that you'll be working with and make sure that you you gel or that you that it's easy to communicate, that you're understanding each other? You know, I'm really confident about my skills and I think I'm a really great person, but I think I'm self-aware to know that maybe I'm not for everyone. And so we have a great PM team and so and a great development team. So you want to match the right personalities to make sure that you're setting the project up for success. And so trying to that out in the sales process is really important. And so as much as the clients are interviewing us, Atten is also interviewing the clients. We want to know how invested in, are these clients? How engaged are they going to be? We're a really highly collaborative agency, and we can only be successful if we have partners that are shoulder to shoulder with us in this project. And so we want to try to try to surface in that in that partnership process. Are these folks, um, are they are they going to participate in the process? Are they going to be there shoulder to shoulder with us? That makes for a great partnership. I don't necessarily need to have a client 100% dedicated to this project, but we do want to make sure that we're on the same page. We're, we're setting the right vision that we can all subscribe to, and that will make for a really good partnership. I absolutely love that band analogy, you know, the enjoying the process. And it's, it's you know, something so basic, actually. You, even if it didn't take a year, even if a project only took a few months, you would want to, you would not only want to enjoy the process, but the outcome would be so much better if, if it resulted out of people collaborating and enjoying the collaboration, not just doing it for the sake of it, right? Absolutely. I mean, if you go to Drupal.org, you'll find all sorts of credentials for Atten. We are a wildly talented group of strategists, designers, and developers. We, we have really great design and development chops. And we know that we get praise from our clients and, and compliments from our clients on the quality of our work all the time. But some of the highest praise that we've gotten has been around our collaboration and how we approach our partnerships. And so Zach Chandler from Stanford University has given us a, a quote that says that, you know what, Atten's an excellent partner, but above all, they're good humans. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really important for clients to, to understand that their, their vendor partner is not just a vendor. They are partners. We share in the same vision. We want to be good humans. We're all on the same page and we're all working toward the same goals. And so I personally, as a project manager, as somebody who values stakeholder relationship and managing team dynamics, that compliment where Zach Chandler said, Atten is made up of good humans. That's what I, I go to bed at night saying, you know what, he's right. 
this is a great team, not only because we're, you know, skillful, but because we're empathetic, because we're transparent, because we're trustworthy, uh, because we like to work with in-house devs, because we can demystify complex concepts. Those are all really important things to me and to Adden and should be important to uh, a vendor looking uh, for a client looking for a vendor partnership. So these are actually the, the types of of you know maybe not even skills but characteristics right the types of you know these kind of very human oriented characteristics that are actually essential and kind of kind of a prerequisite to longer lasting deeper relationships between clients and agencies absolutely i think that the most successful partnerships are born out of a shared vision out of shared clarity and goals and and, and trust mm-hmm. and so that's what we strive for at Adden. You know, we do our best to, to, you know, get a hundred percent, but obviously clients and projects and groups are all different. And we've had experience managing all different types of teams and, and large ones and small ones and engaged ones and disengaged ones. And we adapt our process for that, but that, that is the ideal. The ideal is a true partnership, a shoulder to shoulder, one team, one dream mentality. Nice. Sounds great. And, and what are the best practices for, you know, for onboarding and managing these joint teams? Maybe we mentioned before that there's a lot of focus on the people. So maybe we, we should also take a look at this difference between, you know, the people challenges and the technology challenges. Absolutely. So when we onboard new clients and new teams, um, Atten has gotten more thoughtful about this over the last few years. And in my tenure with Atten, the project management team and the sales team have worked on a multi-step project initiation process. So for the sales and procurement process, it's mostly been our sales team interfacing with these new teams, these new partners of ours. But we understand that a major first step is that project kickoff. What we tried to do is sort of soften and soften the ground between signature on contract and the project kickoff. And what we mean by that is as soon as a new project comes in, the director of sales and myself, we will have a one-on-one conversation so that they can pass the baton to me and say, this is your new project. This is what I know about it. Here's your stakeholder group. And let's start to, to get the next steps rolling. Then we do an interim, what we call a pre-kickoff, and this has proven to be really successful. It's now for the sales team and the project manager on the project to meet the project champion at the client side uh, on the client team. When you have a project kickoff, it can be really well attended. There may be a big audience. And so what we try to do is take a step back and have a one-on-one conversation between the project champion and Atten just to say, We recognize that you have signed a contract. It may be a few weeks before we can get all of our tools set up and all of the kickoff meetings on the the calendar and find the right time. We're working really actively right now to understand your project and to get to know know, um, your properties so that we can kick off the project and get a quick start. But this is an opportunity for me to initially develop a relationship with a project champion on that side and to really have a formal passing of the baton from the sales team to the production team. This has proven to be uh, really helpful because 
we also are able to use that moment to collect artifacts, to collect brand guidelines or any sort of research that the client teams have already done to gain access to the backend code bases, to make a quick start so that the kickoff meeting is actually more valuable than just saying, hello, we're your new partner, here's what we're going to do. We've already spent weeks getting to know your site. So we can say, hey, everybody, we're really excited about this project. We've already dug into everything. And now we just need to know who you all are. What's your role in the project? How are we going to collaborate? Let's, you know, um, now that we're out of the legalese and the dry language of a contract, let's hear in your own words why this project is important to you. Again, it's grounding ourselves in that shared vision right from the get-go and making sure that we are um, softly and um, reasonably introducing ourselves incrementally so that the, the development of our relationship can take shape naturally. And so that's really important to us. So when we onboard people, we do it in stages. Project champion to project manager is step one. Step two is a kickoff where we understand who are the decision makers, who are the primary stakeholders, who are the secondary stakeholders, what is our shared vision for the project, making sure that everybody's aware of the collaborative tools that we'll be using to make sure that we break down walls. Atten has a great practice of putting subject matter experts face-to-face um, -face with people who have questions. Other agencies will keep developers and strategists behind a wall and uh, funnel all of the requests and questions through an account person or a project manager. Atten doesn't do that. So when we onboard teams, we make them very aware very quickly that if they have a question, I may not be the right person for that question, but I'm not going to slow you down. If you know you have a development question, feel free to talk directly to the developer. If you have a question about discovery or research, talk to the researcher. And that's a differentiator for Atten. But again, it, it, it helps us onboard teams. It helps us develop the collaboration that we really want to be successful. And I assume this, what we discussed just now, was mostly focused on, you know, full projects or, or full project redesigns. Uh, what about retainers and support clients? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm assuming that, that there are, you know, there are different different things to keep in mind there. Right. Well, in theory, the the workflow process for an agency doesn't change mm -hmm. for a retainer. When you think about a large scale project, you have to go through the five Ds of workflow, right? We need to discover what we're doing, define our proposals, design the solution, develop and build the solution and deliver it. So discover, define, design, develop, deliver. Those are the five Ds. We're doing that at scale for a full service project, but on retainers and support, we're still doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. It just happens on a single ticket, right? So a client says, hey, there's a bug on my site. Can you fix it? We need to discover and debug what that is. We need to define how to fix it. We may need design if it's a strategic enhancement or, or whatnot. And then we develop and we deliver it. So the scale of our workflow process and the scale of our engagement is still the same, it's just a different scale. It's a micro versus macro problem. And so our customer service and our level of engagement is still the same, the, the experience is consistent. It's just a matter of doing it in maybe a few hours or a few days, as opposed to a few months. It really is this approach, uh, and I love it, of micro versus macro, of taking the same approach. Just and and that's you know that's actually true scalability. That that also enables you know if you take the same 
elementary approach to something in in both cases yeah I, i can see how that's definitely the best practice Absolutely. And we still have a kickoff process with a consulting client. We still have that pre-kickoff. We still have the handoff from sales. And we still really need to have an introduction, a live conversation so that we can develop that relationship with our retainer partners, introduce them to the Atten processes, set up those collaborative tools, and create all of those pathways for us to develop that partnership. And then after the kickoff, that micro versus macro process takes shape. And so it looks a little different. It may be that we sprint. Um, it may be that we develop that cadence of sprint planning and sprint demos and retrospectives, or it may just be that we are ad hoc, but they're still trusting us to make sure that their site is on the latest version or that we're staying on top of security patches or module um, module expirations and things like that. So how we deliver the services um, It may change in terms of activity or frequency, but the how we approach their problems when we are engaging is the same. Nice. I love that consistency. Great. What about maybe this is this is quite an interesting topic uh, and an interesting area of discussion here as well. What do you need to consider when you're managing the stakeholders for these joint projects? Sure. From my perspective, um, first is just clarity. Stakeholder management is all about understanding who your stakeholders are and what their interest in the project is. So first you need to plan, you need to identify who your stakeholders are. Are they primary stakeholders and decision makers? Are they secondary stakeholders? Are they are they tertiary stakeholders? Um, who are your supporters? Who are your detractors? Who could who could come in and throw a wrench in your project? And how are you going to manage that? So you need to identify your stakeholders. If you're the city of Raleigh, you need to understand that the media is your stakeholder. You need to understand that there may be people who don't support that their tax dollars are going to a website redesign. And they may be loud. And you need to have a plan in place to bring those detractors around to support your project. So first you need to identify who your stakeholders are, good, bad, and the ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also need to have, um, you need to plan to engage them. So once you've identified your stakeholder group, you need to figure out whether or not those folks are, um, those are approvers or are they informers? So do you need to engage people so that they can help make decisions? So are they an active stakeholder? Do they need to be involved in your process? Do they need to approve the plan? Or are they just what we call informed stakeholders, people that need to be aware that the project is happening, but they don't need to necessarily be involved in the project. So that may be you know, again, going off the city of Raleigh um, example, the media needs to be informed about the project, but they don't need to be involved in it. The um, neighborhood groups or the chamber of commerce, those folks may be informed, but if you want to increase adoption of the website and create evangelists for your project, you may want to engage the neighborhood groups and the chamber of commerce to say, hey, we're going to be relaunching the website in six months. Here's the design. We took your your feedback. You called us a few months ago and said that you wanted a you wanted uh, better pathways to pay your electric bill, and we did that. And so when people feel heard and when feel, people feel included, they'll support the project. So step two with stakeholder management is planning to engage them. You know who your stakeholders are. What are they interested in? Do they need to be informed or they need to be engaged? So make that decision. 
And then the third part of stakeholder management is the actual engaging part. So as a project manager, you need to have a project roadmap. Even if you're being agile, even if you're sprinting, you should know when to engage stakeholders. So you need to pinpoint on your sprint plan, on your roadmap, where you need to involve people, either engage them for a decision or inform them that something is happening before it's too late. So then you do what you need to do to engage them. So then you layer on, how do we best engage those folks? If they need to be engaged in the actual process, do you need to invite them to a meeting? Do you need to ask them to participate in a focus group or to participate in some other user research? Do they need to be a beta tester? Do they need to actually do some usability testing on the site? If they're an informed stakeholder, what infrastructure do you need to set up so that you can inform those folks? Do you need to have a cadence of press releases or newsletters? Do you need to set up an intranet or a portal or a landing page on your current site so that people feel informed about your project status? When you have these types of engagements, you have identified your stakeholders, you have made a plan to engage them, and then you implement your engagement plan. I think that uh, you are covering all of your bases and you're doing right by your stakeholders and your project champion because nobody wants to launch a website to a lack of fanfare or to negative press to say, you didn't involve anybody in this project and we're not going to use your new website because it doesn't meet our needs. That's the worst possible outcome because then you have to go back and redo things so that they do meet people's needs. So a good agency will get well ahead of that and help you in your project initiation phase to identify your stakeholders and make a plan to engage them so that the outcome is that they are fully supportive and they evangelize your site and they are they um, use your site immediately. Um, City of Raleigh did such a great job with that that we actually had a thoughtful a launch plan to say, let's keep the old site up for a little while and the new site up so that we can let people migrate to the new experience at their own pace. They wanted to allow people, they didn't wanna force the change on people. They know that change is hard, but because the city of Raleigh had done such a good job keeping people informed, keeping making sure that people were engaged and that the new site was gonna meet their needs, that 94% of site traffic migrated over to the new site within the first week. Wow. <laughs> so they that's that's the power of stakeholder engagement right there. Listening to your users, making sure that your project meets their needs and that they feel heard along the way. Yeah, those are definitely key. I agree. Maybe as a as a kind of final question, we may have touched upon this already or discussed it in a previous part of the conversation, but uh, do you maybe have any final tips and like kind of words of advice on how agencies should treat their client partners and their teams in order, you know, for the relationship to be as successful, as fruitful, as long lasting as possible? That's a really powerful question. There are a few, a few key takeaways, and I think I've touched on, um, on most of them already. Number one is do due diligence during the sales and procurement process. Not only do you want to find the right partner who can execute the project in terms of quality, but you want to find good humans that you really like to work with. Before you engage your partner, organize yourselves internally. Do you have the right steering committee or uh, core team 
ready and allocated to take on this project. Sometimes the procurement team is ready to start a project, but the people that need to actually participate in the project were never made aware that this project was landing on their, on their desk. And so that's another tip too, is that if the procurement team is not the team that will be working on the production of the project, before you engage a partner, identify who your core team is going to be and prepare those folks and schedule those folks in a way that will allow them to participate fully and give 100% to the agency partner. We are subject matter experts, but it does not replace the institutional knowledge of an organization's internal stakeholders. We will always be at the mercy of our client partners to tell us about their content and how their content supports their mission. We can make inferences and we can make recommendations based on site traffic and other subject matter expertise, but we rely on clients to partner with us to validate our, our decisions and to collaborate with us on our proposals. So that's another tip is make sure that you have the right people at the organization teed up and um, and on a committee or on a project team so that they can participate with the vendor. And then lastly, I would say stay engaged, stay curious, and also stay transparent and speak up. If your agency partnership is not meeting your expectations or going the way that you expected it to, there has to be some sort of point of escalation so that the agency can make it right. You don't want to go from zero to 60 on a problem. I would always encourage a, a, an open communication and a transparent and candid communication with your project manager, with your strategist, whomever your, your product owner, whoever your counterpart is at the agency to say and to reflect on things and make sure that we're, we're not only working to deliver the project, but we're always keeping an eye on our relationship and building a nurturing relationship that will make a client say, hey, we just launched this website with Adden and they were a really great partner. Now I want to sign up for a retainer. I want to continue working with them. They get me, they get us, and I really trust them. That's what I would say to a partner is think long-term and make sure that in your initial engagement with your agency partner, you're doing everything you can to make that partnership not only meet your expectations, but exceed your expectations and lay the foundation for a long-lasting partnership. Wow, that was really well said. Some really great and really important tips here. I'm glad we revisited this part of the conversation, Sally. Awesome. Just before we wrap up the whole thing, if our listeners want to reach out or maybe learn more about Atten, where can they reach you? Sure. We are at www.attendesigngroup.com or shortened at atten.io. Uh, if you are interested in learning more about how we might help you with a project, please reach out to work at atten.io. And my personal email is sally at atten.io. You can also find us on social media, LinkedIn, on uh, the Drupal provider directory pages. So please learn more about Atten and reach out if you have an interesting problem to solve. Thanks again, Sally, for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much, Tim. This has been great. Well, to our listeners, that's all for this episode. Have a great day, everyone, and stay safe. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to check out our other episodes, you can find all of them at agiledrop.com slash podcast, as well as on all the most popular podcasting platforms. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes, and don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues.